Buenos días de nuevo. Again, good morning. Derek, thank you for those wonderful songs. You always made me think about, about my uh, mother, my grandmother, and my great, great, great grandmother. They used to sing the song, Quiero andar cerca de ti, in Spanish. And it goes something like this. Quiero andar cerca de ti, junto a ti quiero vivir. It's wonderful, wonderful. Hermanos, es un privilegio para mí estar acá con ustedes. It's such a privilege again to be here. Uh, I thought Chris was going to be out of town, but he's here. So now he's going to be listening to me. It is my privilege to be before you this morning. And uh, I don't know you, but I enjoy this weather. Made me think about my country. I think in Guatemala we have the perfect weather. 70, I mean, 65, 70 degrees in the city all the time. It's beautiful, beautiful. So, um, as always, it is my privilege to be before you this beautiful morning. And since I have the honor of preaching in English just once a year, twice when I'm lucky, uh, I want to take this opportunity to make the most of it. By the way, I wanted to give uh, an special thank you to uh, Amy Marcus. Thursday, I was in my office working in my class for this morning. And she came to my office and gave me a beautiful Bible, a bilingual Bible, English and Spanish, and it was just perfect gift. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate that so much. Uh, we're going to be talking about the highest honor for a Christian man. Self-identity is something that many people struggle to define. Several times I tend to ask people, especially the young adults and teenagers, this question, who am I? Today, we will be understand our identity in Christ. Talking about identity, I will never forget the best introduction I have received as a guest speaker while I was in Guatemala a few weeks ago. The local preacher there simply said, it is my privilege and my pleasure to introduce you, my brother Marco Diaz. He is a servant of our God, the Most High. 
I shack up and couldn't move from my seat for a few moments. What a description. I was so humble. Um, a few years ago, while enjoying our, our anniversary with my lovely wife, I received another good message. This message I simply say, beautiful couple and powerful spiritual leaders, servant of God and role models. Wow. Such a good description. And I was very humble. People are so kind. I really appreciate them so, so very much. And the Word of God describes believers as ambassadors. When Paul wrote the second letter to the Corinthians brothers and sisters, he was talking about the ministry of reconciliation. And uh, in chapter 5, verse 20, he said, So we are ambassadors in the name of Christ. I decided God were praying through us. We pray in the name of Christ. Reconcile yourself with God. A man told a story that one day, he went to visit a church member in the hospital. Well, there, two employees of the hospital came, came in to check on them. One had a little, a title of dietary ambassador. And the other had another title. It says, patient ambassador. They said that the job was to represent the hospital and to make sure the patient received the proper care. They were, they were very uh, enthusiastic about their service and were quite insistent that the patient contact them if they had any issues. We as ambassadors for Christ, brothers and sisters, need to make our job seriously as these people took theirs. We are Christ ambassadors and we are his servants. Now, if we read from the verse 18 to verse 20, we can see three things in the text that ambassadors have. First, a, man, a mandate from, uh, from Christ. I always think about the Great Commission in Matthew 28 and also in the Gospel of Mark, the last chapter. And as ambassadors for Christ, 
Brothers and sisters, we need to accomplish the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. When I see someone in the street, or wherever am I, wherever I go, I always think about if he's going to church, if he believes in God, is he ex a Christian? Because every, every time, brothers, it reminds me that as ambassadors, we need to go and make disciples. And then a message to carriage, to persuade people. And the book of Luke, Gospel of Luke, and the parable of the great banquet, the master told his servants, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come, to come in, so that my house will be full. And then a positive message, reconcile to God. To reconcile means to reestablish proper, friendly, interpersonal relations after these have been disrupted or broken. Man's greatest problem in this broken relationship is uh, uh, his uh, broken relationship with God because of his sinfulness. And to be a, an ambassadors for Christ, we need to come closer to him. To be ambassadors, brothers and sisters, we need to be with Christ. We cannot stay away from him. Just imagine if the ambassador from the U.S. in Guatemala didn't have a good relationship with the president. It would be impossible to be an ambassador. So it's the same thing. If, if we don't have a, a good relationship with our Lord, that is impossible. We need to be reconciled to him. We need to be his servant. So, but the Bible teaches that we are not only ambassadors for Christ, we also are soldiers. That is another great title about us. We also have been described as the soldiers of Christ. And when Paul wrote the second letter to Timothy, he said, You then suffer penalties as a good soldier, soldier of Jesus Christ. Brothers, one of the most challenging metaphors of the Christian life is presented in, the, in this simple message. Many of the militant calls in the Bible to a spiritual battle 
are based upon this easily understood analogy. Grand old hymns and the faith have been painted out the challenges of responsibility of Christ's soldiers. And I want to describe a little bit about a soldier. A soldier of Jesus Christ must be a witness for Christ. He must be proud of being in God's army, proud enough to trouble himself, to become bitterly involved in God's enlisting program. The soldier of Jesus Christ must endure, endure hardships. The soldier of Jesus Christ must live by the rules. So now we are not only given the honor to be called ambassadors, but soldiers. So we have a task to accomplish. I always pray for this great church. As you know, a group of Hispanic brothers and sisters come to this building Saturday early in the morning to pray for everybody. Because we know we need prayers. We live in a broken world. This world is falling apart. And that is why we as a soldiers of Christ, of his great army, need to be aware and need to preach the gospel everywhere we go. So we're not only ambassadors of sol and soldiers, but also we have been called a chosen people. Chosen means that it's not coincidence. He didn't stumble on you or by chance. You are chosen people. I want to tell you a wonderful story. And I wrote it down because I don't want to miss anything about that. Some years ago, while I was in the city of children in Baja, California, I was so excited. You know, the kids there love to play soccer, like I do too. So I was so excited to play soccer with these children. But uh, there were a lot of players, players, and they have to choose seven players from each team. So the leaders of, the, of each team had to choose one player at a time. Of course, each team leader choose the best ones. So they choose the youngest, the fastest, the most handsome, 
And I was crossing my arms like this, and nobody chased me. And I thought, who would like to have a, an old man like me playing with these kids? But at last, you know, I was the only one left. And then one little boy said, okay, you old men come with, to play with us. So <laughs> I joined their team. And you don't know what happened. They got the jackpot. I scored three goals. And then the next day in the morning, they came to knock my door. You're going to play with us again? And then the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day. Then when I told them that I, you know, I used to be a, a, a professional soccer player, they got shocked. And they said, no wonder, no wonder, you know. But what I want to say is, in, in, in God's eyes, you know, uh, it's, this is not a coincidence. He didn't stumble and choose us by a chance. No. He knew it. And that's why he called us ambassador for Christ. That's why he chose us as a soldiers for Christ. He knows us. He knows who we are. So, Paul is saying that we are, uh, uh, Peter, I'm sorry, Peter said that we are a royal priesthood. And royal means you are not common or ordinary. You are a royal blood. Your status should read royalty. Elite class. That's what we are. And that is a great title, brothers and sisters. Go outside and tell people, see, I'm an ambassador for Christ. Because we are. We are. We really are. But not only a priesthood, we are God's special position. Wow. That is so great. We are a peculiar people. We're a characteristic of a person and distinguishes them from others. We don't have to be from the heap. We are special. We are special. Sometimes, when I come to my office, and I, when I come to this building, I think of myself, why I'm here? Why the Lord choose me to come to this church and be the Hispanic minister, why? 
But then when I think about these titles, I say, well, that is why. That is why, brothers and sisters, that we are a part of this great family. And I always thank God for this privilege. Because when we come to this building and you don't have the privilege to know everybody here, this great family, we realize that the Lord is so good with us. And sometimes we don't deserve that. But it has been the Lord will to choose us like a priesthood and God's special possession, a holy nation. Like I said, while we live in, in the world of falling apart, the Bible calls us a holy nation. We have to be different from the world. We need to mark the difference. Because for the great sacrifice that Jesus Christ, Christ made on the cross, we have been saved. And because of his precious blood, we have been clean. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and favor through us. So all these good honors of identity, but the greatest honor we can receive is to be called servants of God the most high. I'm his servant. You are his servant. And all that we do here, we do it for his sake. We do it because he is the only one who is worthy. We do this because He pay our penalties. Because he died. He died for you. And he died for me. Such a sinner. We are all sinners. And we never deserve. What he did for us. Never. We gather here on Sundays. Because of him. We come to worship his name 
because he is wonderful. Because he is amazing. Because he is awesome. Serving God is often compared only to what happens in this worship service. The preachers deliver his sermon, the deacon serves, serve other church leaders, prepare communion, etc. But from the Father's point of view, however, a Yah well done brings us much glory to his name as a song raised in praise. Paul, when he wrote to the Colossian church, he said, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you're serving. So be careful. If you are not doing quality work and striving to influence those around you, because when you serve God, you are doing for his, for his sake. Service for the Lord, it is not about what we do, but about how well we do everything the Lord has given us to achieve. And a good servant shares the attitude and humility of Jesus Christ and his motivation to reach people with the love of God. When I came back from my last trip, I carry with me a lot of requests from my brothers and sisters in the mountains in Guatemala. They said, Brother Marco, remember us. Every time I travel, I see a lot of nets. And I told these people, I'm going to be praying for you. But also, I ask you to pray for me. So if we prayed each other, amazing things happen. So I want to close this morning. Let us assume our roles, our role of being Christ's ambassadors. And like I said before, in order to carry this title, 
we need to be close to him. If you are running away from him, there is no way. There is impossible to be called ambassadors or soldiers or chosen people. It is impossible. You need to come to the Lord. You need to repent and be baptized. And say, Lord, I need you. There is times in our lives, brothers and sisters, that we need our Savior. It is enough. If you're running away from Christ, it's enough. Enough. Just come to him. Just come to him. I always told my brothers and sisters, the Hispanic uh, brothers and sisters, I always told them, you know, we are all sinners. And whenever the preacher invites you to come forward to repent, we all got to be here. But why is that nobody responds? And we recognize that everybody are a sinner. We're all sinners. And that's one of the great things I love when I travel. When we always make the last invitation, a lot of people come forward. Either for a prayer, either for repentance, wanted to be baptized. But a lot of people come. We live in a very materialistic country. And sometimes we don't realize how rich we are here. But you know, even though if we live in this country, we need Christ every day in our lives. So I want to invite you this morning. And may this will be your last call. I don't know. Who knows? I want to invite you to come forward and say, Lord, I want to be, I want to repent from my sin. I want to be baptized. Or maybe you have been baptized already. But you feel like you need Christ. You feel like you are walking away from Christ. Why don't you come this morning? We're going to give you a moment to think what we've seen a son. And if you feel like you need Jesus, this may be your opportunity. And thank you for your patience. And God bless you.